where you are energetically in any relationship to the work we do, the place we live, the people in our lives and ourselves, if we get that right first. That is the most dangerous, most pernicious form of distraction, the distraction that tricks you into doing the easy and urgent work at the expense of the hard and important work you have to do to move your life and career forward. I see these guys training hard, but the less distractions, the better you can perform. There's no question with that. That's really important, not just for autoimmune disease, but for dementia and cognitive decline, like your environmental system can be impacted. This is, without a shadow of a doubt, the most complex time in the history of humanity for people to be alive. All right, all right, all right. Welcome back to the Muscle Intelligence Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I am your host, Ben Pakulski. As always, we, I at Muscle Intelligence, aspire to bring you the best information in the world to help you live your greatest life in a body you love. Today's podcast is brought to you by our friends at Organifi. Organifi.com slash muscle to get hooked up with 20% off. Ladies and gents, greens and reds should be part of your day. In my opinion, if you're not taking your greens and a reds, there's a slight chance you may not be getting all the nutrients you need. Certainly men, when, we're, when we speak of taking reds, we're looking at berries, looking at beets and such. And getting enough of those nutrients is very important to optimize for cardiovascular function, ultimately nitric oxide delivery, whether that be for muscle pumps or erectile function. And as far as greens, I just like to take greens because it makes me feel good makes me feel good. It makes me feel like I know that I'm covering my bases when it comes to all of my vitamins and ultimately tastes pretty darn good as well. And sometimes at night, I throw back one of their Organifi Gold. It comes in three fantastic flavors. It comes in the original, which I strongly suggest. It comes in pumpkin spice. It also comes in chocolate. This is loaded with adaptogen mushrooms and anti-inflammatory spices to just really calm down the nervous system. And, and when I had the owner of Organifi come on the podcast, he said, it's it's like a mushroom made love to Christmas. And I'm like, that's probably a pretty good description of this. And at less than $2 a serving with our discount, it is an incredibly valuable addition to your team. Ladies and gents, that's Organifi.com slash muscle, a company that was very well known for their greens and now has expanded to reds, golds, proteins, and beyond. Head over to Organifi.com slash muscle. Use the code muscle. They get hooked up with 20% off. And now enjoy the show. One of the most interesting things we talked about last time was this reality of so many people out there are living deeply ingrained in a world that they don't love, in a, in a job they don't enjoy, maybe it's a relationship they don't love, and uh, you had a process around calling them out and then inviting them to change. And I'd love to have you walk through some examples or how you would do that, because it, it's definitely a frightening thing. Say someone's making a, you know, a really good living or they've got a, you know, a quote-unquote safe relationship. Um, that's there's a lot of potential negatives that come with that, right? There's a lot of potential um, challenges that come with changing all that stuff. And I'm curious what your advice is to those people. Yeah, well, I, I encourage them not to change it all. But, uh, initially, I, I think there was a time where maybe you know I was in a more insecure place, or maybe I was in a more impatient place, and I wanted everybody to change everything overnight. And I, and I think that's the wrong advice. I think it's it's beginning to shine a light. It takes a lot of courage to examine our lives and be honest with ourselves, whether we're in the right relationship, we're living in the right city, we're doing the right work, we're in the right relationship with ourselves and our own skin. It takes a lot of courage to ask the question, 
and be okay with the answer that you don't necessarily want. And the way I encourage people to do it now is to begin to consider it rather than a light switch to turn it on or turn it off, is to begin to turn the dial and begin to examine. We're also very uncomfortable with the middle ground. We're very uncomfortable with the gap. We're very uncomfortable as humans with the unknown. And as soon as we become aware of that, let's just use Toronto as an example, you become aware that you don't really want to live in Toronto. The very first question I get from people is, okay, it's not Toronto. Where, where would I move? Because I, I, I don't know. And I go, hang on. How long have you lived in Toronto? Oh, well, 45 years. And I go, and when did you realize Toronto or admit for the first time Toronto may not be the place for you? Well, t- today on the call with you, Philip, I go, great. So for 45 years, you've, you've been in a city. It's part of your identity. You've been telling yourself you love it. It's, it's the place for you. It's the place you're never going to leave. It's whatever narratives you've told yourself to justify your existence there. You've just realized, or not even realized, but admitted for the first time. Now, why don't you sit with that for at least a week before you do anything right. or a month or two Go months? on vacations. So we want to jump to the next thing. And what we do is often when someone's on the precipice, and this is, I want to be very delicate with this because I I want people to understand what I'm saying rather than uh, take it too personally. When we're on the precipice of change or when our soul is starting to whisper and we're not listening, and then it starts to raise its voice a bit, and then it starts to shout and scream at us. The very first thing most of us do, buy a puppy, have a baby, or build an extension in our home. Now, I'm being a little bit facetious. I'm being a little bit of an asshole to make a point. There's nothing wrong with buying puppies, having babies, or building extensions, unless we're doing it as a distraction. And I think if we're honest with ourselves, a lot of us do that. We look to something to distract ourselves from the feeling that our soul is starting to wake up to. And if we could just slow down and say, what is that niggle? Do I really want to build an extension? Or is it a form of distraction which does two things? One, hopefully take my mind off what's going on. And secondly, resign me to stay in Toronto for another 6, 12, or 18 months. Um, in the same way, people say to me, sometimes I want to I uh, amplify my business. I want to grow my business, whatever. And I'll go, great, where are you living? And I'm only picking on Toronto because that's where you are. No disrespect to Toronto. When I'm in Toronto, do you like it? Oh, no, I don't, I don't like Toronto. I don't want to be living here. And I say, well, why do you want to build a business there? And the answer they'll always give me is, Oh, when I build a business and I make enough money, then I'll have the freedom to go and do what I want to do. And I go, no, no, no. Where you are energetically in any relationship to the work we do, the place we live, the people in our lives and ourselves, if we get that right first or in addition to, it makes our business direction strategically, otherwise, a lot more smooth. So to me, just going back very finally, to clar- is, is this idea of, when you realize or begin to realize something, don't move too quickly to change it. Because typically what happens is this. We say, okay, it's not Toronto, it's Vegas. We go to Vegas, we, we rent a place, we buy a place. It turns out to be an absolutely unmitigated disaster. We come back to Toronto and say, well, that was a failed experiment or whatever. And then we internalize it like, it's not, it's not where I live, it's me, I'm the problem. I'm fucking broken. Uh, which is not a, never the case, really. What I say to people is just give yourself permission to sit with it, then experiment with the expectation that it's not Vegas either, because it's typically not where we are. It's typically not the place we think it is. It's what lies beyond both. And that statement is true, particularly for careers and impact. It's not what we're doing. It's not what we think it is. There's something that lies beyond both of those 
that we cannot see right now or we're afraid to see right now. And that's where the real juice comes in. That's where it gets really exciting. And I love people to play with that idea, like a child rather than- Open it up for me, man. What what lies beyond, right? What are your, in your experience, can lie beyond that? Well, I had a, I had a, literally had a call yesterday uh, with a beautiful lady. And um, she just, when I say beautiful, she just had this incredible energy. And I love watching people's faces. I love listening. I love watching their eyes. I love listening to them explain. And God loved this woman. I loved listening to her, trying to justify and rationalize what she was doing professionally. And she did such a good job. And I say that, it might sound so condescending, but she did such a good job that she almost convinced me that she was doing the right thing. And she wanted me so badly to tell her that she was on the right path. What she essentially wanted me to do was to help her with her internal blocks to climb the corporate ladder. We eventually uncovered, or she allowed me to see, that her real aspiration is to create her own business. So it's not what she was doing is the thing that she's destined to do. It's not even creating her own business, which she's not clear on. That's another reason why a lot of people don't open their own businesses, because they say, I just don't know what it looks like. And I go, well, how much time do you spend dreaming and contemplating that and really, really giving yourself true, unconditional permission to imagine what that could be? Well, in between, you know, emails and stuff like that. In other words, you don't really because there's something else at play. Beyond all of that, she's an artist. And the thing she really wants to do, and when she started talking this, the tears started to flow. The thing she really wants to do is she wants to paint. But the narrative is artists are poor. Artists don't make money. And she has attached her identity in the world. Two things she's done. One is her identity in the world um, as it relates to success to her monetary value, which I understand. And by the way, in society, we get a lot of rewards for our talents. But the, but the universe, sorry, not the universe, the universe rewards us massively, but society doesn't necessarily reward us greatly for our gifts in the world. The other thing was that was the money piece. And there was another piece there that's really, really, really important. Yes. So the other one, and this is where you go back into your childhood. And I said to this lady, I said, can we just go back into your childhood? And I, I don't want to linger too long. I want to, I'm, I'm curious about your drive. You know, she's doing an Ironman. She's doing this, she's doing that, she's doing the other. And often that's punishment. It's not actual achievement. It's like, I'm trying to beat myself up. And there's this idea of punishment in the world that I've been really working on a lot recently within myself, writing. And, and uh, she said, listen, I'm, I'm one of, I'm going to make some of this stuff up so it's not, uh, this, this lady doesn't feel like I'm exposing her, but I'm one of you know, six kids. And I was the one that was never destined to do anything great. And I said, so how much does that drive you today? She said, massively. I want to prove to my dad and my, my siblings that I'm good and that I earned it myself. So she's been driven by an engine that's flawed. Anything you plan to do is automatically traction. Conversely, anything that is not what you said you were going to do, anything that you are not doing with intent is distraction. And what we have to watch out for is the kind of distraction that tricks us because we don't even know it's happening. Let me give you an example. For years, when I got into work, I would sit down at my desk and I would say, okay, now I'm going to work on that big project. I'm not going to get distracted. I'm not going to procrastinate. Here I go. I'm going to get started right now. But first, let me check some email, right? Let me just scroll that Slack channel. Let me just do a few you know, easy work-related tasks on my to-do list just to get started, just to you know, 
get some momentum going. And I thought that I was being productive because it was work-related stuff. And what I didn't realize is that that is the most dangerous, most pernicious form of distraction, the distraction that tricks you into doing the easy and urgent work at the expense of the hard and important work you have to do to move your life and career forward. So just because it's a work-related task doesn't mean it's not distraction. That's the worst kind of distraction because you don't even realize it's happening. So you've got traction, you've got distraction. Then you've got the two types of trigger. Okay, We've got the external triggers. These are the usual suspects, the pings, the dings, the rings, anything in our outside environment that can lead us towards traction or distraction. But it turns out that even people, even though people tend to blame external triggers first, they're only 10% of the reason we get distracted. Did you know that, that only 10% of the time we get distracted, oh. it's because of our external environment. So what's the other 90%? The other 90% of the time that we go off track, it's not because of what's happening outside of us but rather it's about what's happening inside of us. These are called internal triggers. Internal triggers are uncomfortable emotional states that we seek to escape. Loneliness, boredom, fatigue, uncertainty, stress, anxiety. We don't like the way these things feel. And so we look for escape from this discomfort with some kind of distraction. So distraction is not some kind of moral failing. It's almost never any kind of you know, problem. It's not anything that you need a diagnosis for, a pill for, for the vast majority of people. Now, we do have a little disclaimer that about 3% of the population do have ADHD, but 97% of the people don't. So overwhelmingly, the chances are there's nothing, you know, there's nothing clinically wrong with you. It's simply that we don't have the skill set to become indistractable. So now that we have these four points on our compass, we just work through these four steps. Step number one is mastering the internal triggers. If you don't master these emotions, these reasons that we get distracted in the first place, the uncomfortable emotional states, they will become your master. So you have to do that first, master the internal triggers. Step number two is make time for traction. Can't tell you how many people, myself included, used to complain about how distracted I was and I didn't do this and I didn't finish that and did you see what's happening in the news and Twitter this and Facebook that and all I would do is moan, moan, moan and complain. But when you looked at my calendar, it's pretty much blank right? I get this from people all the time. I'm so distracted. Great. Let me see what you got distracted from. What do you mean? Show me your calendar. Oh, um, there's pretty much nothing on my calendar. Maybe a dentist appointment or you know, a meeting or something. Well, here's the thing. If your day isn't planned, you're bound to get distraction, distracted. Of course you are. You can't say you got distracted unless you know what you got distracted from. Right. So you have to make time for traction. If you don't plan your time, somebody's going to plan it for you. So that's step two. And I show you exactly how to do that. Step number three is to hack back the external triggers. You know, even though there are about 10% of the reason we get distracted, it's still something we can do something about. And this is, this is pretty easy stuff, right? We just need to systematically go through, of course, the usual suspects like your phone, your computer. That's kindergarten stuff. You don't need to buy a book to tell you to turn off notifications. Of course, you should be turning off notifications that don't serve you. But what about the other external triggers that nobody talks about? How much time are we spending getting distracted by stupid meetings that don't need to be called? How much time are we spending on emails that distract us? Even our kids, right? We love them to death, but they can be incredibly distracting, especially because so many of us are working from home these days. So I show you how to systematically go through each and every one of these external triggers and hack back. The fourth and final step to becoming indistractable is to prevent distractions with pacts. Pacts are pre-commitment devices. This is where we decide in advance to erect a firewall, if you will, against distraction so that if these other three techniques fail, which from time to time they will, okay, there's a backstop, there's a last line of defense, to protect us from getting distracted. And it's by using these four steps in concert, mastering internal triggers, making time for traction, hacking back external triggers, and preventing distraction with packs, this is how anyone can become indistractable. But I'm curious if you see a difference in the culture of bodybuilders today compared to when you're doing it. 
yeah, I mean, filming and social media, phones in the gym, like no one was allowed to carry a phone if they trained with me. Like when I was at that Decatur gym, like no one was allowed. And, you know, we weren't filming sets and reps and whatever back then. I mean, Mitts would come for the battle for the Olympias and my DVDs. And I remember telling him, don't talk to me. Just don't, don't say one word because, and, and it showed in the videos. I mean, any of you guys can go on YouTube and watch these, you know, I don't say one word. I just, yeah. I'm just like a robot. Right. Yeah. And, uh, you know, listen, I'm going to, I'm going to look at like a Chris Bumstead who I feel is the most popular and I'm going to call him a bodybuilder. Okay. Because he is anyone that I feel any division is considered a bodybuilder, but he's got all aspects covered, but you know, they're all victims of social media, meaning like that makes them popular, but because they have to self-market themselves because the magazines aren't doing it for them or their sponsors. Right. But you have to now have your mind. So like when you go do things at the gym, instead of focusing on the weights and reps and sets, you know, you always have that, Oh, I got to film this or whatever else. Or, you know, now we have people coming up in the gyms that, like are coming from all over the world. Like they hear that Chris Bumstead or, or Regan, for example, who's in Vegas now trains at these gyms. They're coming and knowing that these people are there where I remember like when you sat at, you know, I had no idea who you were when you came into Decatur Gold's gym and you walked, watched me walk in and people used to wait for me there because they would know that, Hey, Jay trains, you know, through my DVDs, but it, it's just a lot of distractions now. And I just feel like there's some guys in, a, in their basement who the next like big Ramis or whatever else, but social media is tough, man, because it takes so much extra attention off like you going through your workouts each day. And, and I feel that uh, it misinformation, like all these new training theories of like, like these gurus that come up with stuff. I think it's just, instead of just going to the gym and just hitting the weights hard, like, I think we've lost touch of that. And then of course, machines, you know, machines have advanced now. So people are staying away from the free weights and man, I loved free weights. And, you know, like I told you when we started this call, we weren't on, on um, recording, but like, I have no restrictions. I have no joint pain. I have no anything. And I was a free weight. I'm still moving free away. I did bent over rows today at the gym. You know, I'd only do 185 bent over rows, but I still T-bar row. I still deadlift. I still squat every, every leg workout. Um, I don't see the guys doing that as much now. Am I right or wrong? I don't know. You're hundred percent right. Do you think, do you think it's because of the instant gratification nature of, of social media where they're just not willing? Like, I don't know about you, man, the same as you, I put in 10 years before anyone, before I fucking took a picture or anyone who I was like, at least probably more than 10 years. Right. And, uh, I think that's, that's missing now. Cause like, everyone's like, Oh, I have to, I have to do this thing now so I can be popular on social media. So they're not willing to put in that long-term commitment. Yeah, I believe that, but, but I don't knock them for it because, to right. be, no, never. you no, know, because different. remember, and you, you know, we were paid, like someone came to us and said, we want to pay you to represent us. Like there's very few opportunities for a lot of guys these days. True. No one's yep. just cutting you a check to be you know, a full-time bodybuilder as much. Right. And if right. they do, it turns around, they expect you to be a salesman for their company. Like, okay, mm -hmm. well, how many sales are you going to get us? Let's work off a code. Like the yep. thing is like, you know, muscle tech, I want to, I want to give a, a thank you to them because they gave me a huge opportunity. I mean, as much as Joe Weider did also like, you know, they were like, okay, we're going to brand you. We're going to 
utilize you. We're going to pay you to use your name and your images. Um, but it's up to us to market you. Like you just show up and be you. Your reputation speaks for itself. So you just continue to work hard. You win, do it the best you can. And, and you know, we'll, we'll look after you. And that's what happened. And I just don't see that as much um, as much today. And listen, I'm a supplement owner, but, yep. you know, with my demographics, like, you know, it's just, I have, you know, 10 million social followers with all my channels and, you know, I'm an, able to reach a lot of people. And I think being one of the guys that battled Ronnie, it's given us great visibility, even to this day, like the younger generation follows us. But, you know, I admire like the Regans and the Bumsteads and, you know, some of these young guys, Nick Walker coming up and, you know, Hunter Labrada, cause they're like the future, you know? And uh, they have a lot of outlets that they can kind of interact and they can brand themselves. But at the same time, they got to keep working, man. They can't just, it's not just sitting on the couch for these guys. You know, the social media is a lot to keep up with, but you know, I, I still, you know, I see these guys training hard, but the less distractions, the better you can perform. There's no question with that. Today's podcast is brought to you by our friends over at Bioptimizers, an incredibly longtime sponsor of this podcast because they have amazing products that you continue to buy because they work. I think every one of my clients is certainly on mass zymes. I take that consistently every day. I like to take a lot. I like to take five in the morning on an empty stomach and then three to four with each of my high protein containing meals. This really help, helps me extract the protein from the meat and the ultimate protein sources that I'm consuming rather than just eating it and assuming that my body's going to utilize it. I want to make sure that my body can digest, absorb, and assimilate all these highly cost, uh, high cost proteins and high quality proteins that I'm consuming. It's not just about what you consume. It's about what your body can digest, absorb, and assimilate. So I highly suggest you head over to bioptimizers.com and use the code muscle10 to get 10% off. That's B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S, bioptimizers.com. Use the code muscle10. They've also, also got an incredible suite of incredible products from P3OM to support digestion, Capex to support people on a ketogenic diet. And you guys all know my incredible, uh, how much of an incredible fan I am of their product, um, Magnesium Breakthrough, which is seven different magnesium chelates. Um, and they're also expanding their line consistently every year with research and doing incredible products. You guys get hooked up with 10% off all of their products. Head over to buyoptimizers.com and use the code MUSCLE10. Enjoy the podcast with my great buddy, Drew Manning. How do you exist in life knowing what you know about what exists in our food supply and our air supply? Like what kind of precautions are you taking to ensure that your, uh, your microbiome is not getting destroyed, your gut is not getting destroyed, and you know, you're not consuming all these massive amounts of toxins your body can't uh, ultimately handle? So first, first thing is I try to reduce my chemical load. So I use glass. Everything in our house is plastic and stainless steel. We don't, we don't, we don't, so we don't, not plastic. Yep. We don't use plastics. So right. we, don't have pla we try to eliminate plastics as much as we can altogether. We don't cook in plastics. We don't heat in plastics. Um, I don't know if you can see my floor is wood. I don't, yep. use, I don't use carpets. I use a yep. wood. I, I use a wood that uh, isn't treated with chemicals. It's just treated with oil. So we've eliminated all carpet in our house. I have uh um, a material like tight woven seal, so I don't have any fire retardant mattress. I've purchased a fire retardant mattress. Most of furnitures I get, I upholster myself because I don't want any fire retardants on them. Really, I am, and then take it out and get reupholstered. 
So just for my flora off, not, not off gassing, I'm not getting exposed to plastics. I'm using glass. Then I'm already dramatically changing my chemical load, right? Obviously, simple things of like trying to buy organic foods and trying to read labels and looking, make sure you're cleaning, cleaning uh, shampoo and, and toothpaste and all that don't have parabens and you know, those unhealthy chemicals. So that's number one. And this is you know, what we try to do with patients that are suffering from chronic inflammation on disease. But that's really important, not just for autoimmune disease, but for dementia and cognitive decline, like your environmental system can be impacted. Uh, the other key thing is you have to have a house with a HIPAA filter in each room, or at least a system that's as equivalent to HIPAA filter in your air conditioning or air vent system. Air pollution is a huge trigger. And numerous studies continue to get published on its uh, activation of uh, neuroinflammation in the brain and leading to dementia and cognitive decline. So these inflammatory pollutants actually go up our nose and activate our olfactory bulb and then turn on glial cells and cause inflammation throughout the entire brain. It's not even mm. through lungs, it's through a nasal pathway. So having a HIPAA filter, and it has to be a hot, that, that great of quality of filter. Which one do you have a suggested brand? The one I have in my home is called Rabbit. Okay. As long as H E P A, you know, filter. Remember those like sharper images filters that were. Yeah. They don't have filters. They, there's not the ones to use, but you want to okay. use actual HIPAA filter ones. And then, so air quality and reduce your chemical load in your home would be really good suggestions. Um, and then, you really want to try to have um, diversity of different vegetables of all different types in your diet. So one of the things um, I teach my patients to do, and I've done in our household, and my wife has done is. We'll get like uh, 30 different vegetables. We'll, we'll go to Whole Foods and get all as many organic vegetables, radishes and spinach and turnips and everything we can get. We put 30 of them in a food processor, mix them all up. We call it a veggie mashup. Oh. And we freeze that. So now I have 30 different vegetables in a bottle. Hmm. And we make like, well, that'll last for a while. We'll freeze that. And then we'll take one out you know, each week from the fridge, put a couple of teaspoons in water. And drink that. So now I'm getting 30 different diverse fiber exposures. So <laughs> are you are you liquefying it or just turning it into like a like a paste? No, like putting it into a spoon. Like when you do a food processor, it just grinds it into yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, like I don't know, salad, like tubuli or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So almost like cauliflower rice, just with 30 yeah. different vegetables. Yeah, and it's like dirt. You just put some in some water and just get it down. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> but then you get a diverse. So then, so now we're impacting our diversity that way, and mm. then. I have a daughter, she's 16, and she's been following this regimen since she, she could swallow and eat food. But uh, then we do a resvert, we do liquid resveratrol, liquid turmeric, and liquid glutathione every single morning. Those are there just because they're very powerful anti inflammatory. What brand is that? Is this liquid resveratrol? I've never seen that. I use the brand at, from a company called Apex Energetics. Okay, yep. They have resveratrol active, turmeric active, and trisomal glutathione that are fantastic. I Financially disclosure, I, I consult with them. So, mm -hmm. uh, but anyway, so the ones I use, uh, and then uh, we take a mixture of fatty acids: so olive oil, uh, fish oil, flaxseed oil, gamma-like acids, so diversity of different prostaglandins and the flavonoids, and then a microbiome diversity and decreased chemical load, and then having poor, healthy air quality and no fire retardants in the furniture is like that's that's what I've been doing. And uh, hopefully, uh, you know, slows down my degeneration. Like I think that's not uh, unreasonable, right? Like, I think all the things you've mentioned there to the listener, 
I think it's not unreasonable to say like get rid of your carpet. I mean, the one thing that maybe most people are like, yeah, right, is like reupholstering your your, uh, your yeah. sofa. Most people aren't able or willing to do that, but I think everything else is pretty reasonable. And certainly, finding a a, a mattress that doesn't have fire retardants yeah. would be a really really good recommendation. You can also find uh, manufacturers that don't spray fire furniture too. Yeah, so the one I have, so yeah. I, I'm associated with uh, Essentia mattress. Have you heard of my Essentia? No. They're, they're fantastic. They're they're all 100% organic. It's they're they're the best one I found. I've done a lot of research. I actually designed a bed probably five nice. years ago. Really? Yeah, I did a performance mattress, um, okay. and it's selling the company. But it was um, yeah. So I did tons of research. So the okay. best one I found is is Essentia, and uh, just I mean 100% organic. No no binders. No no petroleum's. It's it's a, it's a heck of a mattress. Can you spell it? E S S E N T I A. Okay, Essentia. All right, I'm going to look at yeah, it. So it's myessentia.com. Okay, perfect. So this yeah. is what you need to know about. So yeah, it's great. These are all key things, yeah. Yeah, those are the best. This is, without a shadow of a doubt, the most complex time in the history of humanity for people to be alive and for men to have to navigate the manipulation of our urges of our of our primal desires right there's someone trying to steal your attention to so that you can spend your money on food drugs alcohol sex social media every one of your urges has been identified by science and neuroscience and is being exploited by someone trying to pull your attention and, and your energy and ultimately your money so they can control you and what you spend your money on what you do and i want to call to your awareness that by necessity, you are the strongest population of men in the history of men in as much as you have to, by necessity, control your urges, right? There's never in, in the history of time has there been cell phones since we're young, right? It's our generation that's the first. Pornography, unlimited fast food, unlimited exposure to, to women, right? So now we have to learn to be the strongest men of all time. And I think this is a call to arms for our generation to say, you know, we're getting shit on as being like, oh, we're not as masculine as our dads or our granddads. Bullshit. Like they just had way less temptation than we do. And we're learning to navigate these things for the first time. And so I think we should take responsibility and say, yeah, I'm aware of all these things. I'm aware I'm being challenged and therefore I'm going to learn about it. And therefore I'm going to be fighting the good fight to to learn to control my senses, to learn to control my urges. And I'm not only going to learn that for me, but I'm going to learn it for my future descendants, right? My my children, my grandchildren, my great-grandchildren, so that I can pass that wisdom onto them. Someone out there is trying to steal your attention. Someone out there is trying to steal your money. Someone out there is trying to steal your children, ultimately, right? Literally and figuratively. I think this is a big, big part of our mission at, at Muscle Intelligence. And, and I think as, as a community, in as much as knowing that your greatest opportunity to explore your character, who you are, happens in your deepest struggles and your deepest challenges, right? So many of you experience challenges in life and how you cope with those challenges is an expression of your character, right? How you deal with those challenges, I don't say cope, it's not the right word, but how you deal with those challenges is the expression of who you are at your soul, right? Who, who you are at your core. So I also want to acknowledge that you are not what you do, right? So I can separate what I do from who I am. And 
I also want to acknowledge that how you show up in hard circumstances is a reflection of the level of development you've, you've developed in your life, you've come to in your life, right? So as we all embark on the next 10, 30, 20, next 10, 20, 30 years, realize that every single day is not necessarily an opportunity to, to hit a PR or a PB or win a gold medal. It's simply an opportunity, a daily opportunity to improve who we are so that I can show up more effectively tomorrow and the next day and the next day. So that five years, 10 years, and 20 years down the line, I've developed myself into the man that I want to be. So if we start looking at the different areas of life that we want to optimize for, right? So I certainly want to optimize for my physical capabilities, right? I want to optimize my physical capabilities. I definitely want to optimize my mental capabilities, right? Absolutely. I certainly want to op- optimize my ability to communicate in the language that I choose. So if it's Eng- if the English language, you better learn to communicate in that language. I want to learn to optimize my relationships. I want to learn to optimize my financial capability, right? And you go down the list of things that, you're, that are important to you. And here's what I suggest you do. You decide how you want to show up at your peak, at, at the absolute best you can in that area, right? And, and you create a, a vision. You create a clear, defined end state in that area. So if I want to say like, am I showing up at my absolute peak physically? Am I showing, am, am I expressing everything I possibly can physically? And if I'm not, what should I be doing on a daily, weekly, or monthly basis to move toward that? And so, and you go through all the different areas. You go in my relationships, in my ability to communicate, in my finances, in my mental capabilities. Am I showing up at my highest and best in those areas? And it's your job to define what you want that to look like. So realize we all have a certain physical and mental capability in life. We all have a genetic limit. None of us are anywhere near it, physically or mentally. None of us are anywhere near it. But here's what I suggest. At some point in your life, explore the limits of what you are and what, who you are, what you're capable of, and the man that you are. Explore it in some area. Why? Because if you don't, you're going to leave with something left inside, right? You're going to leave with the absence of fulfillment. We all must explore the limits of what we're capable of. So I think we're here to do as a community is to hold each other accountable to expressing the greatness within you in the realm of the physical body. That's it. And what you'll do there is you'll know that if you can express the greatness within you in, in, in a progressive way, you're not going to do this in three months. You're not going to do it in six months. It's a five, 10 year journey, right? But every day is a stepping stone. Every day is a, is a step up the mountain. And as long as you're aware of that every day is a, is a progression, not necessarily an end state, you will move closer and closer. Thanks for listening to the Muscle Intelligence Podcast. For full episode guides with important takeaways and bonus resources, head over to muscleintelligence.com slash learn. If you enjoy the show and find value in the content, please subscribe, share this podcast with at least one person you know and love who would benefit from this content, leave us a review, and support our sponsors. You can see the full list of show sponsors, discounts, and get exclusive Muscle Intelligence deals at muscleintelligence.com slash resources. To join our private community and get VIP access to my master classes, upcoming muscle camps, and other resources that we don't post anywhere else, head to muscleintelligence.com slash community. Most of all, thank you very much for your trust, for your time, and most importantly, for supporting health and fitness in this world. Enjoy your day. And I look forward to seeing you here next week. Thank you so much for tuning into Muscle Intelligence. If you enjoyed today's episode, please be sure to share it with at least one person you know. Make sure you're subscribed so you never miss an episode. 
This podcast is for information purposes only. The statements and views on this podcast are not medical advice. This podcast, including Ben Pikulski and the producers, disclaim responsibility for any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. Opinions of guests are their own, and this podcast does not endorse or accept responsibility for statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. This podcast may contain paid endorsements or advertisements for products or services. Individuals on this podcast may have a direct or indirect financial interest and products or services referred to herein. If you think you have a medical problem, consult a licensed physician.